Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. This episode is brought to you by the Everyday App. Technically, this is an ad, but the Everyday app has honestly been super helpful for me, and I wouldn't partner with a company if I didn't genuinely believe in the product. So, what does the app do? It basically helps you track your habits so that you can see your progress over time. There's a common business saying, what gets measured gets managed. Like I said, it usually applies to businesses, keeping track of things like their sales and customer satisfaction, but I think it's just as relevant for personal goals too. It sounds like a simple concept for an app, but I've personally found it to be super effective in helping create new habits. The app lets you add whatever habits you're currently working on building. For me right now, some of those include reviewing my to-do list each day uh, so that I stay on top of the things I want to get done. Another one is going to the gym, and another one is limiting my time on Twitter to five minutes a day. The app lets you add three habits for free, so you can see if you find it helpful. If you soon realize you want to track more than three habits like I eventually did, the paid version lets you track unlimited habits and has other cool features, and it's pretty good value in my opinion. There's a link in the episode description that gets you 10% off. All right, let's jump into today's conversation. Okay, perfect. Let's do it. All right, we're rolling. Oh, we're rolling. <laughs> yeah, we're rolling. Great. I just started it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Nice to... Thank you for having me, Adam. You have a lovely office. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um... Great. So why don't you, I think like a good kind of primer would be like a quick overview if you're able to, to discuss kind of let the listeners and readers, because Adam's coming out with it on a print. You assume, do you assume plural there? <laughs> listeners, I like that. I like that. So why don't you tell them, give a little overview of, of clean meat and then we can get into it. Okay. I'll do both. Do Most both. people probably know what plant, yeah. okay. Plant-based meat is food that is supposed to mimic meat, Mm -hmm. but is made from plants. So like a veggie burger made of vegetables. And then clean meat has like a bunch of different names. Some people, it's been called cultured meat, cell-based meat. But essentially what it is, is they take a cell from a living cow or whatever animal, and they, they put it in like a lab type thing. Uh, and they, they grow it um, in like a – imagine like a Petri dish type thing mm-hmm. and they, they give it like the nutrients it needs to grow so it eventually will become like ground beef. So it's it's actual meat. It should taste the same as real meat. Uh, it's just you don't have to like kill the animal. You don't have to – and like the nice part about it is there's not all these like byproducts of the animal that you don't use you can just grow what you want well some people like the button that's true that's true that's true (laughs) i was just in the grocery store and i was in the chicken you might have to you might have to be a bit closer just because it's in the grocery store and i was in the chicken section so fucking disgusting pardon my language adam can edit that out (laughs) no it's okay incredibly disgusting handling all that meat because of due in part to the salmonella that comes along with the raw chicken which is um i was pleasantly reminded of this lovely chat that we're gonna have yeah um 
I think they say like one of the benefits of clean meat is you can you can potentially do without these diseases. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's exactly one of the potentials. Yeah. And so, have you ever tried um, any lab-grown meat? Not yet. Okay, it's, neither have I. It's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not accessible. It's to not consumers accessible yet. yet, but it's close. But for the sake of this conversation, we'll presume, and all things point in that direction, that it will taste the same as as uh, regular meat. Um, for an example, ground beef, like and ground chicken, though, um, like a steak would be harder to mimic, and that will take more time. Did, have we talked about this? I've read. Oh, you read about it. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 cool. Yeah. yeah. So, like having the texture of like a steak, to your point, mm-hmm. is more. There's more science and engineering mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. That would take more time. So I think that the reason why I chose this topic was one because I didn't want to read the whole list. But also because I think we're uniquely positioned to discuss it. While neither of us are experts, you're a vegan and you know and and militant and you know steadfast <laughs> in your beliefs. And I'm not, but open to discussion. Right? So we get kind of both point of views and the question is, you know, would is clean meat gonna be more adoptable for for you know omnivores like myself yeah and 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 the the i think really the pretext for this is that you know veggie uh plant-based meat hasn't had the kind of effect on the population that that you know a vegan would hope for yeah right yeah, like okay. Tim Hortons just pulled. I don't know if you saw it. They pulled. They pulled, they pulled all their Beyond <laughs> products. Yeah, really. Yeah, that was a very short experience. Yeah, yeah. that's sad. Yeah. Well, yeah. but yeah, to your point, plant-based meat hasn't gained mass adoption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my theory or my thoughts on this is that I don't think that there's going to be a miracle, right? I don't think that there's going to be kind of one thing that when it comes, it's going to change the whole game and everyone's going to adopt, right? And everyone's going to change their behavior. I look at it as it's steadfast growth towards kind of phasing out meat and it's going to occur over a process over time, right? And it's going to be a steady, stable process. There's not going to be a magic snap of the fingers. And so I think that veggie, like plant-based meat, um, you know, veggie burgers and all that, got a percentage of the population for sure. And I think that clean meat will do the same thing. I think it has the potential. Do I think that everyone's going to switch over to it? No. And one thing that I worry about is that is the potential for these kinds of issues to get politicized. And I think that, you know, when if that happens for whatever reason, you know, People are very, you know, excited about hunting and they don't like the idea of regrowing meat. And, you know, the meat companies have quite a bunch of money and to lobby against, you know, using certain words and things of that nature. I think that's a potential danger for something that should be very straightforward. And I'd like to know your opinion on it. My opinion on what? On just like, you know, the potential challenge. I know I said a lot there, but on the potential challenges that clean meats clean meat faces from in like the political sphere yeah so i think i think it probably will face the same some of the same obstacles as as Mm -hmm. plant-based meat Mm -hmm. has which is like you said um current meat 
producers, uh, and this this applies to any business. You don't like new entrants, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you try to fight the new entrants. You put up. You try to introduce regulation stuff like that. So related to this, to your point, meat producers are trying to say that plant based meat shouldn't be able to use the word meat. That meat should be reserved for only animal products. And same with milk. There's like there's. I don't know if any laws have been passed. They might have been, but if not, they're they're trying to push that. Laws will have to be introduced that plant-based meat cannot be called that anymore. Same with like almond milk will have to be called almond beverage. Like these well, are type of things that they're pushing before for. Before they did that, I thought that almond that milk almond milk actually came from almond milk of almonds, like almond. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so to your question about like what challenges will it face, uh-huh. I think it's similar as like it's a new. New technology, usually new innovation doesn't come from the existing uh, companies. It usually comes from new companies. So, like, I think existing meat producers, meat producers, I think, would, companies that produce food would happily sell plant-based foods if it was the same margins and people are going to buy it. Mm-hmm. That's why, like Tim Hortons, as a mm-hmm, as a food mm-hmm. company, is experimenting with it. The reason they pulled it is it's not selling enough, so it's not worth. Like the the financials don't make sense. So for them right why now. don't you think it? Why don't you think it sells enough? So, and I think that will help answer our yeah. question as to whether or not clean meat. So why Beyond Meat, for instance, in Tim Hortons, why their breakfast sandwich didn't sell? And Beyond Meat, this is an organization that had a super strong brand yeah. at the time. It doesn't get much better than that, right? The, the, the pieces were in place for success. So why yeah. do you think it failed? Number one thing I think is is price point. Yeah. So it's more expensive. I think it's – I'd like to think – I'd like to think that if it, if it was proven that it's as healthy, okay, as – or if it's, if it's proven that beyond, a Beyond Meat sausage from Tim Hortons is as healthy or healthier – at, a, at the very least, as healthy as a meat, uh, like a regular sausage, whatever, then I'd like to think that at a minimum, if it's the same price, people will buy it and maybe, oh, maybe pay a little that's premium. That's not true at all. Why? Because oh, when sorry. you're bringing a new product. Taste, taste as well, sorry. Taste as well, but, but there has to be like significant incremental benefit. If you're bringing something new to market, because people don't generally like change, at least that's what I've found. I think that it's hard for people to change, and it's much easier to go with the tried and true, the thing that you Fair. trust, the product that you like. Fair. So I think there's got to be. So you think it's got to be benefit. maybe it's cheaper. So cheaper. cheaper. I think cheaper is is. I I think you know that is the great equalizer. Price is a great equalizer. Okay, so I was I was actually going to ask you, um, like what what variables do you think matter? Um, in like getting people to to eat either plant based or clean meat, like we talked about price now, we've talked about health. Well, what are the other variables? Well, people, so health is an interesting one because I think people are like very impressive at not thinking long term about their health. I'm strikingly good at it, and just caring not like caring about the short term. You know, I feel good now. What's the problem? So it's red meat is we know that right now that consuming a lot of it is not healthy. 
people still yeah. do it. I don't know if it's 100% conclusive, but well, I, I think generally speaking, consuming, yes. Having bacon, you know, five times a week, I know is not healthy, right? <laughs> yeah. It can't like, be good for you. That's my belief, but well, there's a lot of conflicting stuff like, like you know, like paleo. Isn't like the paleo yeah, diet they suggest like, you know, like butter is back and bacon. Anyways, well, I don't uh, want to derail it. Paleo is very is based on like hunter gatherer, right? Like yeah, based on, yes, yes. We were mainly like nuts and fruits and like I think we so. Were mainly gatherers I think at so. that time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but anyways, so it's possible potentially, but. Um, like the challenge you were saying people is, are not long term they're not thinking long term yeah but then maybe it's a scientific challenge is, is what you're getting at that like there needs to be more conclusive evidence this is with the politicizing it and like that I was touching on before like there's a million different ways to take this like humans right now get, get so much information from so many different places that are not credible for instance this podcast and so, <laughs> and so you know there, there's so much to consume and so few filters and so it's really difficult to, for people to make decisions. So, you know, I, I don't know exactly where I'm going with that, but it, it can be, you know, these things like health benefits and thinking long term and whatever else it is. Here's, here's, here's what I would say. It's really easy. Whatever argument you want, you can find something to back it, right? Any argument you, you want to make just based on whatever you like meat and you want to keep eating it, you can find a good argument to back that it's healthy or that it's this or that it's that. Okay. I guess, I guess where I was going with this is I was trying to think through like, what are all the factors that, that are at play that like clean meat makers and plant-based meat makers need to hit on in order for it to people to eat it. The ones that I brainstormed were like taste. It has to taste good as good or okay. Taste, health, uh, convenience, price, and like what's socially acceptable. I think an important one is resources. Right. I think that as, and like, I'm not sure whether I touched on that, but like the more, like as things around global warming and extreme weather patterns hurt society and hurt our ability to, you know, gather natural resources, the more we're going to rely on science and technology to be able to mass produce things rather than using a bunch of land to get and a bunch of resources to produce very little product. Are you right. talking about for a for a for, for a meat. consumer for yeah on the on the back end like prices will rise for things like meat um, when we're when we have when we are at a, at a lack of certain natural resources fair. and land fair so I think that's a big one as well I think the resource consumption and that's related to price yes yes so that will feed into the price mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which to your point will affect like what companies choose to produce. But also, I guess those factors were more so like consumer factors, right? Like so to, to consumers like us, the taste matters, mm-hmm. health matters. Maybe not, maybe to your, your argument is it matters less so than taste because people are more short, short-term minded sometimes. Uh, convenience, like how easy is it for me to get this? How cheap is it, the price? What's socially acceptable? Like what are other people doing? And then you added the environmental one. Like, is this good for the environment? So yeah. I'm, I'm curious the ranking of these. Like, well, if, if, I, here's another interesting question. All right, taste. So can clean meat ever beat the taste of regular meat? So from what I've read, it beat should it. be able exceed, to. It should be exceed. able to get on par. On par. So the at a minimum, par is the real thing. 
And at a minimum, if if you can par, you can potentially make it better. But if par is the thing that that we're comparing it to, right? Isn't it going to be incredibly difficult for it to, to for something that's trying to mimic the thing that we're trying to what get? If, what if what if taste know? is on par, but price is way lower because of to your point the amount of resources that have to go into producing it for the no. company? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Then so that's, it's half that's the price, great. same that's taste. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's going to get adopted. Yes, I totally agree. Um, so then what's, what's the order of these things? Like if you're, is it, is it price first, then taste? For me personally, for me personally, or for for you, for you. And then, uh, if you think the general public might be different, where the difference is. So I, to me, I think, um, price is the, is, is the one. Okay. So let's say the beyond sausage at Mm -hmm. Tim Hortons. Did you try it or no? Yeah. Okay, let's say it was, let's say the regular sausage is $3 and this one's 2 Do you buy it? I would eat it every day. Does it taste as good or slightly worse? Well, I'm not big on taste. That's the problem. Like, I'm. Well, you care about taste to some degree. Not particularly. I have like peanut no butter degree. for dinner sometimes. Yeah, but. <laughs> Just spoonfuls of peanut butter. Like, I'm different in that sense, and I think, I think you are <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, I get you. So, why, why don't you talk a little bit about these factors related to your decision to go vegan? Uh, okay. So I, I did it for health reasons mm-hmm. first. I okay. did. Okay. I watched what the health, which was a Netflix documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they also convinced me in it that it was cheaper, which was also, a, you know, me, that's a strong motivator. <laughs> so maybe health, health and price health was definitely primary. Yeah. Price was important. Um, convenience was obviously less so because making the, for me now, it's relatively convenient. It's not mm-hmm. as convenient mm-hmm. as being able to eat anything. But once, to your point, once you make a habit change, it's easier. The mm-hmm. change itself is the hard mm-hmm. part. Um, and then later, I watched some messed up like uh, factory farm documentaries that like that changed my view on like the the animal cruelty aspect. Um, so I guess I don't have that here as well. So that's like another aspect. Yeah. No. That's it's interesting. Like I I think that. Everyone has, I think that everyone will rank those a little differently. I really do. I think if we ask people to rank them one to five, and I think it would be a really interesting experiment. And I'm sure people have done that before. But what is most important to you? Um, taste, health, convenience, price, socially acceptable, and then, and then, yeah, like, you know, cruelty. Um, I think a lot of people would rank them pretty differently. And what do you think? I agree. I agree. Um, to your point around, what was I going to say? If let's say the Beyond Sausage was two bucks instead mm-hmm. of three for the meat mm-hmm. one, I'm in agreement with you. I think that it would have done better, and mm-hmm. it'd probably still be in the stores. But I still am not nearly convinced or sure that it would be a hit. I could still imagine it selling like a tenth or less of what the meat one does, mm-hmm. because um, I think there's still. In my view, misconceptions around health and people being concerned about not being like that they can't get protein without meat, and then like the taste is a fair one. You might not like the taste yeah. as much. Mm-hmm. So, to me, as I'm talking through this more, I'm of the belief that clean meat is going to have a better chance of adoption because I think it's much more likely to be able to mimic the taste because it's gonna it is meat. So if it can hit on the taste and the price, then I don't know. It seems like 
it should it should win. Um, what does win mean? I still don't. I still think that there's a third of the population that will never, ever, ever switch to clean. say clean meat. And then I think even if it's even if it tastes as I good, I think and it's there's cheaper? a third of the population that will just say no. Because they just say it's because not they, they'll, or they'll be there'll be many things reasons why people don't want to eat clean meat. I know people. Believe me, I know them. Okay, what are they? <clears throat> they're just people are ignorant. They're they're stuck in their beliefs. You know, there's reasons why some people will never vote one party or the next. Yeah, and they don't listen to the political the political views of the people. They just have their party, and that's what they're stuck in. Okay, and I think that you know I, it's very easy to make up your own beliefs and you know people have their own set of beliefs and that's just that you know religious people might think might find something as to why it's unnatural like these are their genuine things a third of the population will never do it a third of the population will be kind of late adopters those kind of late bloomers in my opinion that might come around because of the the lower price and because it tastes the same eventually when it gets to that place and then a third of the population will do it because they see the the better variables like health and and the more important ones like that it's you know what if i can do both for the same price or if it's a little more expensive it's a lot it's a lot better for the environment it's more sustainable it's less cruel it's better probably better for my health and it tastes relatively the same yeah so that's why when i talk about like the incremental benefits before i don't think it's going to be kind of like a oh my god this is what we've needed our whole lives but it's going to be like, yeah, it had the same kind of effect on the market as plant-based meat did, but to a, another portion of the market. Yeah. Um, what else do I have here? I don't know. Any, any, anywhere else you want to go with this? I don't know. You know, it's... So, um, Okay, I'll Sorry, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead, please. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, going back to the original question, are you do you do you think that clean meat is more likely to be widely adopted than plant based meat? Because plant based meats obviously have not get plant based meats exist today; they're available. Clean meats are not. Plant based meats have not been widely adopted, but you can make an argument that they're still getting better, and they they are like the. The veggie burgers today, Beyond Meat burgers today versus 10 years ago, it's it's getting way better in terms of the taste aspects. Yeah. You know, I for me, the the plant-based meat, I, I hope, will be a game changer from my perspective. Like if I can move completely over to plant or to, to clean meat, if I can move completely over to clean meat, I'll be thrilled. Why? Because of the cruelty factor and, you know, uh, environmental, environmental factor. and the environmental factor. and potentially the health factor around this salmonella potentially the stuff. potentially the health factor but for whatever reason I'm also good at you know not not giving too much of a shit about the long term yeah so I think that and and if the taste is even you know is is remotely the same I'll have no problem with with moving over to it so you're so more optimistic that about gives, clean meat that gives me yes personally optimism um, around it and. You know, like for me, a big one is is the is the cruelty factor. If you can get the same taste and not be cruel, I think that it's abhorrent to to not do it. I think it's still incredibly cruel to eat 
meat and not and you know to, to eat meat now even though there are alternatives i think still think it's very cruel and yet i still do it and you know it's been ingrained in us meat is a massive part of the american diet and you know it's it's challenging not to do it right it's easy it's i'm used to cooking it i'm used to working with it you know people order it all the time it's the go to um it's filling it has all those sorts of benefits yeah, it's all, it's all fair but i think that if Clean, if clean meat can replicate those key boxes for me, then I think it's like I, 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 there's no reason that me personally I can think of as to why I wouldn't do it. There's plenty of reasons why I think other people wouldn't. Yeah. But for me, cruelty is the biggest thing. And, you know, I, I had this, this thought. I think that if you want to eat an animal, and, you know, you might find this ridiculous, but I think that you should have to look that animal in the eye one time, a live one, and kill it yourself. And see how you feel about killing another sentient being. And if you can do it, and if you're fine with that, then you can you can eat all the meat you want. But if you're not the type, kind of person who can do it yourself, and who can look an animal in the eye and kill it, and feel fine about yourself, then you shouldn't you shouldn't be allowed to eat meat. That's how. If you elect me for prime minister, that will <laughs> so be. So have you have you done that? No, no. And I think that if I had to, I think I'd be really challenged. I don't think I'd want to. I, my my friend told me a story. Um, he's of Indian descent, born in Canada, and so he went back to visit his village in uh, in, in India, India. In India, and it was just this you know this crappy little village, barely running water the whole bit. And he was running around. He's twelve years old, running around playing with this little chicken, having fun. And so his uncle calls him and he says, okay, okay, Arjun, it's dinner time. I just made up that name, by the way, for privacy concerns. <laughs> says, Arjun, it's dinner time. Arjun says, okay. So his, uncle's, his uncle says, okay, here's the chicken. You have to kill it. He's like, this one that is I was... a true story? Yeah, it's a true story. He's like, I was just playing with this chicken. He's like, yeah, this is our dinner. So his uncle gives him a, um, like a dull blade. <laughs> and he has to cut the chicken's head Because they're, the, they're in like a little village in India, you know? It's just a dull okay. guy that they've got. And so 12-year-old Arjun is whacking away at this thing's head and it's not coming off. And he's like, he felt fucking horrible after playing with this animal and, 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 uh, and, and doing all that. And he said he couldn't eat the chicken afterwards. <laughs> now he eats chicken. But, <laughs> you know, it stuck with yeah. him. It stuck with him enough for me to tell me the story. And so, um, you know, that kind of comes back me a little bit because it's i think it's a lot easier you know people are dying in china with coronavirus and people are really starving all the time everywhere and you know i i don't know how often you think of it, about it you're you know objectively a better person than i am but you know it doesn't cross my mind all the time well i think your point is like most of us could be probably doing more to help these people than we're doing for sure and if they were right here i think we would be doing a lot more to help them if you could reach out and touch them then you would be doing a lot more to help them. Yeah, it's, a, sure. it's the same when you're going to a restaurant and you're about to order a steak. If they have, if they bring out the cow, being like, "Which one do you like?" with a knife held up to his throat, you might change. Your yeah, exactly, same, exactly. Yeah, same point. Yeah, so it's so, out of sight. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think that it it should be brought more to the forefront a little bit in terms of that. But that's just my personal riff. Yeah, no, I like that. I'm obviously supportive of that. Yeah, actually, I thought you'd be offended. Offended? Why would I be offended? By my idea of having to kill the animal right in front of me? No, I, I'm not offended at all because I, I think that um, humans naturally don't want other animals to die 
the, mm-hmm. the main reason we're eating meat is that it's out of sight and yeah. we're not thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, like someone told me this example once and I probably, I might've told it to you before, but like if you take like a two year old kid and you give him like an apple or like a live like chicken or something, he's not going to like go and eat the chicken or like try to kill it mm-hmm. versus like a cat is going to, if it's like a mouse mm-hmm. or something, it's mm-hmm. actually carnivorous. Mm-hmm. It has a carnivorous in- That's instinct. That's really interesting. It sees like a live, like a lion sees a live animal and thinks, hmm, dinner. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't see a cow in a field and think like I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we don't have that point. instinct. That's a really good point. I think that's I, I love that. Yeah, I don't think humans like when I go back to the hunter gatherer thing, I don't think humans for a long time were hunting large game. I think we were I think it's out of necessity. Yeah, it was like if we're starving, you're gonna mm, you're gonna do it. Yeah, and like, you know, that led to better cooperation and things of that nature, but that wasn't regular. That wasn't the ordinary. And frankly, I would not enjoy being hunted personally. <laughs> I would not like that one bit. Or or yeah. hunting and like chasing after animals. It sounds like a lot of work. It does sound like a lot of work. I I agree. I I like things that are. I, if I was if I was fending for myself, first of all, I think I would do a terrible job. Yeah, I think yeah. I would be the first one to die. <laughs> but um, I would definitely go for the uh, for the ones that aren't running around. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Anything else? Any other thoughts, feelings? Um, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think I think I agree with you that. Or okay, maybe let me ask you this. Let's say we're we're five, we're ten years in the future. Clean meat exists. You can buy it in the grocery store, and it is. Let's say to start, it's the exact same price. It's sitting in the meat section. Let's say we talked about the texture and stuff. Let's say they've mastered the texture. It looks like a steak. You can't see that. You can't actually tell the difference. Price is identical. Um, as far as health stuff has proven, it's it's uh, just as healthy. What percentage chance do you think it is that that the majority of people are eating it? It's a great question. I think that. And it's just a guess. Yeah. What percentage chance do I think? I think if it hits all those boxes, so the taste. Price is the same. The health. Taste is the the same. The convenience. Yes. I think it's likely that the majority of people will eat it in 10 years. Um, So like over 50% chance. I would say over 50% chance that over 50% of the population is, is eating it. Yeah. And that's exciting. Right. Yeah, that's cool. It's, it's very exciting. What do you think? I'm I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bring up you bring up a good point that like even when sometimes something seems obvious, behavior changes hard, and mm-hmm. people like people might come up with reasons for why they're not willing to switch. Yeah. So, I hope I hope I'm I hope you're right, and I I I agree with you. Well, I have bad news. I'm usually wrong about things. Yeah. Just generally. Well, people in general are like people are really bad at predicting things. Like we have in, uh, I've got a quick story for you. Uh, in eight, late nineteenth century, so the eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties, they brought the world's best scientists together, 
and like, but the best thinkers together in New York for a convention, three day convention to come up with recommendations as to what the world will like, look like 50 to 50 years in the future. And their biggest prediction, recall that this is like 1880, 1890, their biggest prediction that New York would be unlivable because of all the horse manure that was, that littered the streets because at this time cars weren't invented and nobody knew about this new thing. So I think that also gives me a little bit more hope, believe yeah. it or not, because, you know, it also, if you apply it to things like AI and, and other challenges, nuclear weapons and weaponry in general and all that kind of stuff, I think it's terrifying because we don't know the changes that are cur- currently occurring and that we're all current in the next 10 years. But I think for something like clean meat that, and, and just like, like, and, and, and just eating in general, food consumption in general, I think there are also unknown unknowns that we don't know yet that could be a pleasant surprise for us where we won't be filled with shit. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, I hadn't heard that before. It's a great That's one. great. It's Thank a great you. one. Thank you for sharing cool. that. Smartest people in the world <laughs> came up with that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I enjoyed this a lot. That was great. Yeah. I hope to be back. That was my second session. Yes. Um, I enjoyed it equally, if not more. It's nice to see your face. I don't get to see you as much anymore. There, so. I know. Any excuse is a good one. I know. And there's only been a, a small handful of people who have been on for two episodes. So you can be the first to come on for three. <laughs> oh, baby. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.